here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den Podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast. I'm your host, Michael erickson Fasheen, your home of all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies. We're here to make your life easier when it comes to optimizing your campaigns. Today, I am joined by uh, one of AdBadger's campaign managers, one of AdBadger's PPC campaign managers, Michael Tejeda. Thanks for coming back on the show. How are things in sunny old California? Hey, things are nice. Glad to be back on the show. Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. So uh, I think... you know, just for, you know, everyone listening, it's kind of a cool share. What's cool about AdBadger is like, we learn a lot internally from each other. For sure. And that's amazing. So like we'll often do, you know, we meet twice a week just to talk about PPC techniques, strategies, process, how we like to manage campaigns, you know, what kinds of things we think should go in our software. Like we talk a lot about stuff and what's cool about it is like when we have campaign managers on the show uh it's like a cool opportunity to ask you like hey as a real life campaign manager what is up for you right now like what is really exciting to you i learn a lot it allows us to sort of go deeper on topics that are really exciting and i'm curious to just to start with today we're talking about the product opportunity explorer it's relatively new why did you pick this topic? Like, I love it. I love it. And I'm just curious, like, what is the most exciting part of the Product Opportunity Explorer for you? You know, there's there's so much here. Um, the first part is that it's first-party data. Um, it doesn't get better than coming from the source. So, I mean, we had to cover this. They dropped it. They've always alluded to having this data. They've given it to us in, in little snippets. You talk to a account rep, they give you a little bit. But this is access, internal access. So... Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And let's put some context around what we're talking about. Uh, So the Product Opportunity Explorer, it's a new thing inside Amazon, relatively new. It's been here for a little bit. I've alluded to it before um, on the show, but it's a relatively new area inside Amazon. And I guess like, how would you define the Product Opportunity Explorer in a nutshell? In a nutshell? all the data that you could need about your products and your niche in one spot. Booyah. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could have also called this the niche explorer. I actually think the niche explorer is a better name for it, but the product opportunity explorer is a little bit of a mouthful, but yeah, they could have called it a niche explorer. So like whatever you're thinking in terms of what a niche explorer is, that's what this is. And you can find it by hovering over the growth button. Uh, and then clicking on Product Opportunity Explorer. Um, so yeah, the niche explorer. We're going to be breaking down 
how it solves the problem. And like the problem being, uh, let's say you wanted to learn like where the opportunity is in my category to launch a new product. Um, so I would say like that's the primary way that this tools uh, should be used where it's like you're already in a category. You want to know where else you can launch a product that will hit traction similar to like if anyone's used like those category research tools out there to try to like find the sweet spot like where is there good search volume where is there not a lot of competition like that finding that sweet spot of like search volume low competition now you can get the data directly from amazon so this is almost like a continuation of like the trend that i think was started by all of the product research tools out there you know the jungle scouts the helium tens the every you know all of those categories of tools and this is amazon's version of it so like amazon's version of like product research tools is the product opportunity explorer so competitive intelligence find out if your market is growing or shrinking find out how you stack up understand where the sweet spots are in a category uh we're going to be getting into all of that uh, in a couple different sections, we're going to be breaking down tab by tab, breaking this tool down, giving you our thoughts about how we will be incorporating it into our workflow and our biggest takeaways. With that, let's jump into the meat of this episode. Alrighty. So after you click on growth and you go to the product opportunity explorer, you are greeted with a search bar. Uh, very simple. And all you do here, you have two different options. I think one will be more popular than other. Uh, you can either start by browsing in a category or you can just directly type in a search term. Uh, so for this example, I just typed in the word mason jars uh, for whatever reason I really like to research this because it's uh, I use one every day. Uh, and I used to drink out of a small mason jar and then I got this massive uh, 1.5 liter mason jar, which I drink out of every day. So uh, this was on my mind when we were prepping for this episode. So you type in mason jar and you then get greeted with specific niches in that space. So like I typed in mason jars and then I see a lot of different needs. They call it customer needs instead of like customer niche. So like they call it needs here, but I typed in mason jar and I have mason jar whole bunch of data related to the mason jar niche. Then I typed in, then right next to it, it had mason jars, 32 ounce. I had a bunch of information related to mason jars, 32 ounce niche, the eight ounce niche, the plastic mason jars niche, the wide mouth niche, uh, the purple mason jar niche, the amber bottle mason jar niche. So like I took a term and all of a sudden I'm finding a whole bunch of related niches. So this right here like gets the gears turning of like oh okay i sell mason jars where else is there opportunity in this category where else is there opportunity slightly to the left slightly to the right for me to find new products to launch to sell so this is really like a way to discover insight about a niche so like if we've ever used these keyword research tools to give us new ideas uh, about terms to inspire us to launch something new like this is it so like let's break down this sort of like first tab here in a little bit more detail i've made the mason jar search and now i have a whole bunch of information to kick off my research so like walk us through a little bit about what you see when you make that first search because already we're like overwhelmed there's a lot of data that i'm looking at right there's a ton of data here so as soon as you jump into it 
you have several different options to choose from. So uh, whether you want to go down the um, niche explorer into like the keywords, or if you want to look at the other tabs that they have potentially available. So they have products, search terms, insights, trends, and customer review insights. That's in beta right now, uh, but it looks pretty solid. That's, I mean, that's a ton of data. <laughs> Each one of those subcategories you can spend a ton of time in. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm selling mason jars and I made this search, I can explore the mason jars 32 ounce niche and sort of get a sense from my very first search, like what's the sales potential score? Uh, so this one blows my mind right off the bat. They're telling me Amazon's trying to quantify how many more sales I can get if I launched a product in this particular niche. So like Mason jars, 32 ounce, they're ranking as an eight out of 10 Mason jars, eight ounce, they're ranking seven out of 10. And that makes sense, right? Like eight ounces, you know, a pretty popular Mason jar size, 16 ounce is the most popular size. And that sales potential is actually only five out of 10. Um, so they're giving me this like sales potential right off the bat. And they said that sales competition is a factor, is a mix of the listing listings in there and the quality of those listings, seller competition, customer demand, seasonality, and how successful the sales history is. So like they're already doing some work on their end telling me, hey, there's a lot of sales opportunity or there's not a lot. And it makes sense. The most competitive mason jar has the lowest sales potential score here. Uh, if I go into other sort of mason jar things, amber mason jars is also only a five out of 10. Uh, again, rationale, it doesn't have big search volume. Not that many people are looking at it. So the sales opportunity there is lower. So like right off the bat, if you're doing like niche research, this tool is amazing because it's Amazon's already telling you a whole bunch of stuff to kick off your research. And this is like live from the source. More stuff on this like first overview page. Again, ton of info sales potential score, search volume, search volume growth, how it's changed over time. So like you can capitalize on a growing trend, search volume, search volume growth. Uh, they have 90 days and 360 days, average units sold, uh, number of top products that get clicked on the average price in that niche, and then the price range. So that's already, we haven't even dived into a niche. We haven't even dived in. Um, so this is all the info that you have to then decide what you want to do next. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, Mike is, is that sure. they, uh, Amazon is very interested in growing this, this, this tool. And yeah. they're even requesting, this is request a metric on the top right side. Yeah. So they're even asking everybody, Hey, jump in here, tell us what you think. And they continue to add new things. They just dropped a couple things this past week into this. Um, and it's, it's growing and they even ask you for help. I mean, it's like it, do you like, is this niche helpful or not helpful? And then what your comments are. And, and to be honest, to see that level of communication that Amazon wants from us is, is a little bit uh, different than most areas. Right. Yeah. So like there's already been updates, like since we first had the idea for this episode to now they've released review insights. Uh, and like in the, within the last seven days. Um, so this is really like hot off the presses. So now that we've sort of overviewed that main sort of like what niche you want to explore, I have it pulled up on my end. I'm going to like walk through the 32 ounce 
mason jar trend because that gave me a sales potential of eight out of ten that sounds you know pretty good um and then once i click on click into that niche i have a list of the top clicked products in that niche so it sort of did some organization so i have a list of products i have the category that those products are in i have when the product was launched how many clicks it gets uh in a certain time frame i have a click share who gets the most clicks in this niche the selling price the average bsr of these products uh the average number of sellers and and vendors selling that product average price average customer rating so like i'm getting a lot of intel here and that's pretty cool they actually gave me uh, it's a list of 25 uh, of the top pro uh, top products there so I, I get some good data here I got the brands, I got the category that they're in. And so it tells you the products. Pretty straightforward here. Mm, sales volume growth for all of these products. You know, this particular mason jar 32 ounces up 16% uh, over the last sort of 360 days. Pretty cool so far. Uh, after you click on the products tab, where would you go next? So after you click on the products tab, it's, it's kind of dropping you into additional metrics about it. You know, all the specifics, uh, the ASIN, even the product dimensions. It even tells you when the first available date was. And then it, it kind of breaks down the product itself. How many offers are there on this particular product? Is it one person that's selling it? Is there 12 people selling it? The average fees that they pay, the, uh, the FBA yeah. fees. I mean, it really breaks it down. I mean, is this something that you want to explore selling? Uh, then it starts jumping into all the um, the stuff that, of course, as marketers, we're, we're really interested in the click count, the click growth rate, the click count over the past 90 days, the click growth rate over the past 90 days. They give it to you in 30 days and then in 90 days, and they give you a nice little trend line. Now, I know that they're adding additional things to this trend chart, and it's very similar to what we see in like uh, the Amazon ad dashboard or ad console. So we're kind of used to seeing trend lines and working on trend lines, but uh, it's good to see that they're incorporating that into this here. Um, so it's it's all good news. And then below that, then you start looking at the niches that this product actually appears in. And then usually it's it's multiple. Like for this one product that we're looking at, or I'm looking at on my screen, it's you know a handful of 10. Um, and, and the mason jars, I'm not quite sure on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. So when you're on the products tab and you click into a product, I mean, how awesome is it to have Amazon's first party data tell you the click growth over the last 90 days and the click count? Like you could literally know how many clicks a product got directly from Amazon down to the, you know, the one like 64,004, like so specific, um, the click growth over the last 30 days and over the last 90 days. So I'm, you know, I'm in my 32 ounce mason jar niche and I can actually see, I clicked on a product and I was able to track its bestseller rank over time, which is crazy. Um, and I'm actually able to see how many clicks per like day it, it has been growing. Uh, I'm sorry, by month, uh, by how it's been growing here. Like the bestseller rank went from six to one. And I can see that they went from 6,000 clicks a day to 20,000 clicks a day. Like, you know, BSR optimization, so valuable. I can see their review count going up over time. Um, you know, so I can compare that with my own products review count over time, you know, gets it some competitive intelligence. So like 
pretty amazing so far to get this data first party from Amazon. Uh, it's pretty cool. So that's the products tab. We also have the opportunity for looking at that specific product to actually like get review insights about that product, uh, which is really neat. So like, let's say I wanted to know mm, what contributes to great five-star reviews. I get some insight there too. So like I'm grabbing a product and I'm getting even deeper on like what makes this niche and what makes a specific product tick, uh, which is really cool. What were your takeaways with the product review, customer review insights? You know what? I love this area, um, mm -hmm. especially as like a potential seller, just jumping in here and knowing what exactly to avoid as you're working through that, that product discovery and, and you're working through with your manufacturer or if you're the manufacturer, what you want to get away from. Like, for example, I'm looking at a, a specific niche. I'm looking at um, not the mason jars, but I've actually looked at um, a, a body wash. And mm -hmm. one of the key factors here is, is smell. Now, I know that's all relative. And, and, you know, there's some of these things that are a little bit nuanced. Uh, but, for example, on the positive side of things, smell was re, was resulted in 44.48% of all reviews. But on the negative side, scent uh, was part of 16.91% of negative reviews. So very key factor there. And we, we understand that, you know, scent is, is super important, at least in this niche. And then that way it kind of, you know, we can build that into our keywords in our backend SEO and just the, the product itself. Yeah, I mean, it's t it's telling you what features to prioritize on your product page. It's exactly. telling you what, pro what features to prioritize in your product development. Customer review insights, amazing. Um, you know, for the mason jar, um, the number one complaint is leakage. So like being sure that we mentioned that it, this does not leak and like all of that good stuff, make sure that the product actually doesn't leak so valuable. Let's talk about search terms. There's a tab in here for search terms. People love keywords. They love search terms. Walk us through what we see when we get to the search terms tab. So as soon as we jump in here, we have, what is it? Five columns. Yep. Five columns. Um, and then I'm sorry, six, we have search volume, search volume, growth, search volume, growth year over year versus quarter over quarter. Sorry. Those are two separate columns. And then we have click share over the past 360 days, search conversion rate, and then a nice list of the top three products that are actually clicked for this niche and, and specific to that search term itself. So as we're scrolling down the page, we start to see, you know, there's a lot within this niche that are kind of the same, but then there's also other longer tail keywords that are associated with different products, which is great. I mean, it might be a, a, something, an avenue for you to attack. Yeah. So people, we love keywords. We can see the most popular search terms in that niche. So like we can start to visualize like, oh, if we grabbed so much of this search volume, what that would equate to. I would love it if they went all the way here. They give you search volume. They give you conversion rate. They give you clicks, but they don't give you total sales by keyword. That would be sick because it, all, it, it is math, right? If I know a, a product was searched 300,000 times over a year and I know that it had a conversion rate of 5%, then I know that there were, you know, 5% of 300,000. So there were about like 16,000 sales. And if I know the average price, I'm sorry, 16,000 orders. And if I know the average order value, then I can really know like how much how much revenue comes from this keyword. They don't go all the way. They make you do some math 
in order to do that, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but they give you everything but the actual amount of revenue dollars that came from each search term. But you can kind of uh, extrapolate it uh, from the search volume and the conversion rate. And it is cool too, like to see how search volume changes with conversion rate um, to, to help you identify like the most valuable terms inside your niche. So when we're talking about optimizing, we want to optimize for the things with the you know, best conversion rate, least competitive uh, things that you can go after and obviously have those reach goals like, you know, I'm seeing here, uh, 32 ounce wide mouth mason jar has a 9.5% search conversion rate, whereas something like, you know, ball mason jars, 32 ounce wide mouth only has 6% conversion rate. So, you know, somewhat, that's a 50% conversion rate difference. So I can help pinpoint like what keywords are going to be biggest profit movers for me. We then get into the insights tab and the insights tab is the one that looks scariest, but it might have the best data on it. Um, what was your first takeaway when you looked at the insights tab? Uh, same situation. I was kind of scared. I was like, what is this chart? And There's then, no pictures on this tab. Yeah, no, it's a little <laughs> bit weird. Uh, yeah. So then you start jumping into it and, and I was actually blown away when I started digging into the data. I was like, oh, they gave you that? Oh my God, they gave you that. So um, that was my main takeaway the first time I looked at this and really dug in. Yeah, it's wild because it tells you a little interesting metric. Like it tells you how many products there are, which, okay, we can get from the other tabs too. But then it tells you like what percentage of the products are using sponsored products, which is pretty interesting. So I clicked on, you know, I'm in the 32 ounce mason jar. Only 65% of my competition is using sponsored products. That seems like it opportunity. Like I can, I can run that. I can be like one of the better advertisers here, uh, and do it right and probably gain a little edge. So that, I thought that was pretty interesting to see, um, average bestseller rank. Uh, it also tells me something interesting too. When I was clicking around to different niches, it would tell me what percentage of clicks went to the top five products and which ones went to the top 20 products. So if I'm thinking like, I'm going to launch and what if I land in like top 10 products, you know, or top 15 products, is there opportunity in there for me? Or do all the clicks only go to the top five? And in this case, 50% of the clicks go to the top five. Um, but then I was looking at another kind of mason jar where only 28% of the clicks went to the top five. So I sort of like view that as like, oh, I can kind of get in there. And even if I'm on the top 10, I don't need to be a top five because most of the clicks aren't going to the top five. Or that means if I was in the top five and I was a good contender, I'd be able to grab a lot more traction because people aren't in love with the top five. So again, it, it's giving you a lot of insight in terms of like, should you launch a product in this niche? Uh, I think both of our favorite metrics was the number of new successful launches. That's yeah. wild. That is wild. Yeah. And then to see that uh, compared to the amount of brands that are actually selling within the space, uh, it's interesting because they even give you the metric of, you know, average brand age in this niche, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, is everybody relatively new? How many brands are out there? You know, then you can do your math, of course, how many of I'm actually are what percentage is the top five there and then uh, you know those new products launched how many have been successful that's that's very interesting right and amazon defines a successful launch as a new product that has 
reached 50K in annualized revenue over a 30-day time frame. So for those out there, I got my calculator out there, 50,000 divided by 12 is a product that does about $4,100 per month. So it's basically saying how many new products launched in the last time frame because they have, you know, different time frames here. And in the, you know, in a 90-day time frame, how many of them reached $4,000 in 30 in a 30-day time frame. Uh, and that is number of successful launches. So this is an interesting one because you can either say there's been a lot of launches so maybe I want to back off or there hasn't been a lot of launches, which means it's like too hard to break into. What was, what's your take on this number? Like, should it be high? Should it be low? Or should it be in this Goldilocks zone? Well, I think if you're somebody looking at a, at a niche and you're trying to launch a product, obviously you're going to want it a little bit lower. Um, but then there's several factors to that, right? Like just for example, if it's a seasonal product, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing something that's summer based and, and it's winter. Well, obviously it's gonna be a lot less that are happening in that 30 day or 90 day area, uh, but the 360 might be super high. So I know that if I'm gonna have any success and I can see the number of successes, then they launch later. Yeah, uh, they also give some cool things too, like average review rating in that space, which we got from other tabs. Uh, how many people are out of stock in that space on a, you know, in a certain time. So that could be a cool little operational opportunity, average product listing quality. So Amazon gives an Amazon listing quality across all the products in that niche. Uh, and you know, in this particular place with 93 out of a hundred, so pretty good listing quality in that space. But I imagine if I found a niche with a really low listing quality, it's like, that's a cool opportunity for me. And then that brings us to the last tab that we are going to mention today, which is the trends. This is easier to look at because it's just a graph. And this has search volume for that niche, how many products were there, the average price, the search conversion rate, uh, as well as the selling partner count and brand count. So it gives you some insight in terms of like sellers and vendors in that spot. Uh, my favorite metric here is the search volume and search conversion rate. Um, Cause the thing that I feel like a lot of advertisers struggle with is like, why are my ads low this week? Like, why is my performance a little dampened this week? You can now go to this and actually see what the average conversion rate for the niche actually was. So in my 32 ounce mason jar trend, I can see that for a long time, like in, you know, uh, for a long time in the fall, the conversion rate kind of kind of dips, and then in the summer it kind of bounces up. So the conversion rate went from like eight, eight, eight and a half percent, nine percent, to now for the last few months has been over ten. So it just sort of clues me in in terms of like, oh, like what's my market doing? Uh, I really like that. Is my search volume going up or down? I really like that component. Uh, what's your favorite part of the niche trends area? You know, I share one of your common metrics, which is search volume, uh, but I kind of paired it with product count. Um, mm. And the reason why is because I wanted to see how many people were in the market, how many how many offers were out there. So like when I'm looking at this trend line, I'm seeing that search volume is actually going up for this and then product count is going down. So with search mm. volume going up and product count going down, yeah. you know, maybe that's an opportunity here for, for somebody to jump in. And I'm looking at uh, a very similar term to you, Mason jar is 32 ounce. So a little bit 
skew, a different skew on, on what you had. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe this is an opportunity for somebody that's sitting out there listening. Yeah, that's actually pretty sick. Um, so the product opportunity to product opportunity explorer, uh, awesome. You should definitely check it out. Let's finish this episode by talking about how this new tool will influence how we optimize on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, month-to-month. All righty. In conclusion, <laughs> I think that uh, before I get into my two personal ways, I think like the main way to use this is if you're already selling in a category and you want to know what your next product launch should be, this is an amazing spot. Like if I, if I was selling jars of some kind, I could go in here and find what kind of jar to launch next. Should it be a purple, a blue one, an eight ounce, 64 ounce? Uh, You know, should there be any kind of feature about it? Like, does it need to be good for, you know, boiling or freezing or storing or pickling, whatever? It gives me so much insight in terms of opportunity. I can find trends of, you know, search volume going up and, you know, people dropping out of the category, whatever it might be. I can find one where people are really out of stock. So like that, I think is the main purpose there. Um, but in terms of my two personal ways to optimize better, my first one is to not panic optimize, uh, because you now can compare market trends with your PPC performance. So really the question you want to ask is like, are you growing faster than the market or are you pacing with it or pacing behind it? So here's what I mean by this. Let's say your PPC goes up 20% in terms of sales over a time period. You can go in now and look at the niche and see, did the niche just grow 20%? Like, am I exactly the same market share? Or did the market grow 30% and I only grew 20%? So I'm actually pacing behind my market. So that can clue you in and inform your strategy. The flip side of that is, did your sales decrease 20%? What is the market doing? What if the market dropped 40%? Then you actually outpaced the market dip. So you're actually doing slightly better than the overall market. But again, it can inform your strategy. What's your conversion rate doing over time? Compare it against the niche. Um, so it just helps inform your approach, inform your strategy. And I think my second way is competitive analysis. So like Let's say you don't want to launch a new product. You just want to study the niche. You want to get a lay of the land. Um, This is cool because you can type in a keyword, find the top products, and know exactly who the top products are. And we often think of like optimizing a product page as like a paint by numbers. Do you have a video? Do you have enough images? Are they the right size? Do you have enough characters? That's kind of robotic which is you need to do all that. But then like, this is more qualitative where it's like, what are the qualities of those top products? What do they have that I don't? What are the qualities that are mentioned in their reviews? Let me put some of that on my product page. Like that task of like going in, looking at their top products, uh, reviews, qualities of those products, using that to inform your product page optimization, your keyword choices, your ad writing, that's the way. So those are my two big ways. Don't panic, optimize, and it'll inform competitive analysis. Uh, what are your two takeaways here? Like, how are you going to change the way that you do marketing on Amazon because of this new tool? 
Yeah, so and we've all used those third-party tools um, to get to get the information, and now we're getting it straight from the source. And there's a lot of valuable information that's kind of um, divvied out a little bit different than we've seen it in, in the past in other tools. But it, it's all good data. So this is, of course, going to give me um, one of the ways that I'm actually going to use it is I'm going to look at brand or budget allocation. You know, is this an expanding or contracting niche? Do I need to, is this product on its way out? We're going to start to sunset it pretty soon. You know, it kind of gives me clues as to whether or not I need to, to get more inventory and, and that sort of situation. But personally, myself is budget allocation for advertising budget. So mm. now it's like, I know that I'm seeing this decline. This niche is declining. I've seen it decline 5% over the last quarter, another 5% this quarter, and yeah. then where are we going? So we need to start putting that budget in other places to make it work That's for huge. us. Yeah, that is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that I'm looking at is, um, you know, just all the information that's derived from the customer insights uh, subsection. There is so many opportunities there for us to really explore keywords and um, long tail keywords, root keywords, and all of that. So I'm really gonna take away a lot of data from that, it, it, this was a little bit more lengthy process that we would go through before. This is always incorporated sort of into what we were doing and looking at the top products. But now there's, I mean, they call it snippets, review snippets. So it's all kind of combined for you in one location. Um, there's other tools that, that collate this information for you too, but um, it's good to see that all this information is here and, and the weighting that Amazon is putting on these specific things, the percentage of, of uh, mentions that they have here. So all good stuff. Yeah, this is huge. It's first party tool. I want to say it's free, but you're actually you're like you're paying Amazon to sell on the platform. So like you're paying you're paying for this already. So like whether you're launching a new product or you already have products and you want to like get better insight into the niche customer reviews, there's now a section inside Amazon for all this cool first party data. I'm excited about it uh, when they have updates on this. We'll come back. We'll talk more about it. Um, but yeah, this is this should change up people's workflow. For sure. um, so if I were to give some homework here, go look at the Product Opportunity Explorer. It is in the uh, Growth tab. And go find some new products with good search volume, growing search volume, without a lot of competition in it. And you can now get that data right from Amazon. And Michael Tejeda, thank you so much for coming on and collaborating about this topic. We went through a bunch of stuff really fast. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, uh, good one. Yes, so I hope you enjoyed, uh, what's it, drinking from the fire hose as it, as it goes here on the PBC Den podcast where new feature rolled out, we're, t we're analyzed it, talking about how it's going to change our workflow, talking about ways to get value from it um, so that you can get right to the good stuff. For sure, lots of data here. Enjoy everybody. Yes. I'll see you next here. Next next here. I'll see you next week here on the PVC Den podcast. Have a good one. Bye.